I'm going to start this episode off with a question that comes from the address SprinkleTits666, who asks, how come Hunter never hosts the show? So Hunter, take it away. You are hosting episode 159 of Witty Banter. There we go. Wow, just put me on the spot. Put him on the spot like that, Welcome everybody that is listening to Witty Banter. (laughs) I am sitting here with my co-host, Max Scott, to my right. What's up, Max? What it do, Hunter. Thank you for the introduction. It was beautiful. And across nearer to the other Pacific Ocean, we got Chase Williams. How's it going, Chase? Cheers, mate. It's good to hear your voice. (laughs) What? (laughs) This is... Why? This okay. is episode Wait, we were... 159. Episode 159. We're edging our way on up to 160, right. then even edging our way up to 200. And then edging our way up to 2,000. Is there, <laughs> 9,000. Is, is there a plateau where, let's say, we're at a point where like we're just getting five listens an episode? Right. Do we still, are we still now? like, hey, 300? You know, four hundred. Where when do you guys start to peter out there? In the why in the wise words of Max Kelleher, that's we're exactly just, what I'm thinking. We are shouting into the ether, and that's yeah. fine with me, man. I hope that ricochets <laughs> off and echoes right back into my own ears. That's fine with that's that. That's usually the only place it reaches these days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> my own ears. Um, Yeah. Uh, well, we are here. It is uh, a lovely night, and yes. we are gonna be drinking some alcohol as per the usual. Tight. Um Max, you brought the beer today, and so I'm going to let you take it away. For sure. I mean, you're hosting, so why don't you go ahead and give me the I've got opportunity? Other responsibilities. Yeah, you've got here. a lot of responsibilities on your plate, so I'll take this one. We're going to be drinking a Brew Daddy. All right, this is going to be Baja Brewing Company, Hecha in Mexico, which, for you know, you non-Spanish speakers, it means it was made in Mexico. <laughs> Incredibly right? honest. Right. This one's called the Poor Favor. So it's a all of my Spanish I learned on wet caution signs in the grocery store. Right, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it's a Mexican IPA, six uh, percent uh, alcohol by volume. It's looking pretty good. It caught my eye. It has a funny picture of a donkey on the front of it with like a beer. Got a nice of it, ass on right? the front of it instead of a carrot, you know, which is what you would normally, which is what the the pilgrims use to ride their donkeys <laughs> around with. <laughs> Uh, they just trusted wherever the carrot takes us. Max Scott, Pilgrim we need to go. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but it's looking to be pretty good. It caught my eye. I thought I'd bring it in. It was my turn to bring the beer, and I think we'll like it. Plus, I'm not too terribly familiar. I don't think I've had any Mexican IPAs before. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I generally think of Mexican beers as lockers. the simples in the lockers, right? Yeah. But this one kicks it up a notch. To know For the that means it's... Yeah. <laughs> just saying, like, what comes to mind? Like, I wonder if that means that it's, um, it's corn. It's it, it's corn instead of malt. Maybe you know? uh, it doesn't say anything about it on there, but maybe that's because it probably wouldn't say. But yeah, everybody in Mexico. It's not going it. to tout that. No, not at all, yeah. man. But that's what we're drinking. What about you, Chase? Are you drinking anything? So I shimmied over into a new land, another new spirit, and I am at it's Hincho in Mexico too, brothers. Wow, we got tequila. Wow. Yeah, there we go. Hell yeah, man! It's about time we got some tequila going. That should be a universal thing. Is it? Because I'm nervous, dude. So tequila is the only liquor that I like taking straight shots of. Yeah, same. That I enjoy. Okay, well, so okay, so there's that side of things where you can shoot it, Mm -hmm. but I'm about to have to sift like sip sift it, and that's exactly why I'm afraid. You You know, drink it however you want. It's either a margarita or it's a shot, right? Right. Mm -hmm. But this is the Dulce Vita 
tequila. It's a 100 proof and it's a Blanco. And for like our audience and for you guys, if you didn't know, basically a Blanco is taken right out of the cask like a week after it's been made. And then a Reposado, they age it for less than a year. Mm -hmm. And then an Añejo is like one between one and three years, I think. And then there's like an extra Añejo. Right. So this is clear, which means it's going to be lighter, uh, but it's 100 proof. So it's going to be fucking hot. And it's a and it's made from a rye. So that will probably give it some heat, too. Um yeah, dude, I don't know what to expect, so here we are. Yeah, uh-huh. you're afraid of tequila? That's, that's the kind of the vibe I'm getting. So you might, might be a little uh, little tentative going into this one. I mean, Hunter, would you, if I poured you up a shot and I said, sip this and don't shoot it, how would you feel? You know? Like, <laughs> I mean, you would just be wanting like to shoot it so Honestly, bad. that for anything would not be desirable yeah, right for now for me. Part. But, uh, <laughs> but, you know, depending on the tequila, like, like I said, like this... Um, Toro de Lidia one that I bought recently. It's a Reposado. It's gold. Right. And uh, nice. it's like one of the only ones that I've had where I'm like, I kind of like get and like the taste. Right. So. Is that one, is that the one that you and I shared together over the break? I think so. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, so it's fermented agave. That's the plant. And so what I'm assuming is going to have to happen is I'm going to need to learn what the taste of that is because that's that's like the basis for all tequila essentially so mm-hmm. nice well very true another new adventure on the chase wagon right on. here we go did uh did y'all have anything interesting going on the last week i know i personally got to go my second round of D. how did it go got to uh let my character thrive a little bit more i chopped another dude in half that's great it was oh, really shit. fun excellent and uh we got up to level two so that was fun. Can yeah. I ask you this, Hunter? Do you ever have a chance to like try to um, like riff on game mechanics with the the DM? Like, could I present to them something like a way in which my character works that ties into dice rolls and stuff like that, so it would be fair? Is that the kind of riffage that you guys have back and forth, or is it more like standardized? Than so that? I learned something. So I think this is addressing your question, but there's two things I'm going to say to this. One, he mentioned that the role-playing aspect, and I agree with this, and I think it makes it more fun, the role-playing aspect as characters is kind of first and foremost. And so he's basically saying there's a thing called metagaming where you're like, oh, like I want my guy to do this, so can I roll the die and then have him do it this way or whatever? Like You kind of just like got to do stuff, and then the DM will yeah. be like, all right, roll for that, you know, or, yeah, okay. or whatever. That's and, awesome. And so you can... I think you can lay that out up front. Like, this is how I imagine my guy, like, really work with your DM and, like, this is how I'm imagining him play. This is how I'm seeing his background and backstory and stuff. But when you get into the game, you kind of let the DM, like, tell the story and then you have to, like, react in character and stuff, so. Yeah, that sounds awesome because I've been thinking about the character that I want to play a lot lately, (laughs) even more after seeing Hereditary, especially, because I want my character to find, like, an evil book. Ooh. And like start uh, to like read it and stuff like that. Very cool. And I was like, what if there was a mechanic where he only leveled up like every time he had a nightmare and he could only sleep in an inn after he's been adventuring and shit. And I would roll a dice. And if I rolled like if I rolled three sixes in a row, my guy like levels up a tremendous amount. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? And like he has this crazy vision. You know? Well, there might be room for that in a game. Right. Dungeons and Dragons is more of like you do a quest and thereby you get experience. And maybe you can work with the DM to like make cool quests. Yeah, or something start modern, dude. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, right on. That's a lot. That's a lot to uh, really. You have to like dedicate yourself the second you walk into that door. 
Because the fact that yeah. you're, you're playing the character, mm-hmm. man, that's a lot to commit, man. I don't it was know if I better the second time because everybody was a little more willing to like be try and be their character. They're, nobody's sure like how much to do, you know. Yeah. You don't want to be the jerk off who's like, "Ari, my name is blah blah blah." And like, "Hey, tone it down, <laughs> buddy. Who? My name it's is a fucking what? game." It's DMX. That'd be sick. My character is DMX, but he's back from the dead. And he summons uh, bars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's actually super sick. Um, Is there an extra dude, spot at D&D? <laughs> I, I found out uh, today that Dane Cook was in town and I missed him. Oh, man. Oh, That's right. Wow. Last night. And I was wondering if you guys would be like excited or trying to see Dane Cook if he was performing in like a pretty big theater around you guys. Yeah, Dane Cook is one of those people that's like, He's gone the way of um, like Scott Snyder into where like I almost kind of keep my opinions to myself because I feel like everybody <laughs> hates Wait, polarizing us now, dude. Right? I guess very yeah. polarizing, right? And in a, in a negative sense nowadays, right? But yeah. like I'm over here, I still like Scott Snyder, a lot of Scott Snyder movies, and I still you think mean that Zack the, Snyder. What? Zack Snyder? Yeah. What? What did I say? Scott <laughs> you said Snyder. Scott, Scott, Scott Snyder. Snyder. Yeah. <laughs> somebody, somebody different. Yeah. But fact is, is uh, like yeah, <laughs> Dane Cook. He's just one of those people that. Like everybody, but would just you go and laugh? You know, that's what I was trying to think. Like, would I go there and fucking have gut busters? Yeah, well, I mean, I assume so. If the material is as funny as it was when I listened to it before, you know, but there's gotta haven't. have been a little bit of like, you know, age that has weathered him mm-hmm. and his comedy over time, right. and just like the fact that we've grew up on his prime time. So, like, there's going to be a little bit of drawback from that. But I'd imagine that with his age, he's gotten a little bit of different, you know, flair for his stand-up. And we could probably, may, may find that we like it, or maybe we don't find that we like it, you know? Can't imagine it was I mean, that expensive of a concert, or of yeah. a show to go to nowadays. Uh, but, I mean, this reaction just tells me, okay, no, yeah, we wouldn't be trying to get tickets day one, you know? Like, yeah, that's probably not. That's sort of the, the long mm, and the short of it. Maybe not that, no. Yeah. But that is interesting. It would be it would be interesting to see again, because, yeah. Yeah. Dane Cook. <laughs> Dave Chappelle actually got to play in uh, Sugarland this weekend, which is pretty dope. I really Dude. wanted to see that, but yeah. I didn't sign up early enough, and then tickets got to, like, 300 bucks real quick, and I was like, all right. Yeah. I saw Dave Chappelle at Oddball around, man. Comedy Fest maybe, like, four years ago. Yeah. And uh, everything else is really funny, but he wasn't all that crazy funny. Really? Right. But it was also like a really weird time when he had just gotten back into the game, yeah. right? And everybody was being real assholes. And this was like before <laughs> he got back into being like, you know what I mean? Before his stand-up specials and stuff hit yeah. Netflix to where like it became part of the meta. He's not prominent he is, anymore, right? yeah. But uh, yeah, it was like also his birthday. So like half the show was just people coming out and like congratulating him on his birthday and stuff. So I was like... This was not, this was like 60 bucks, so. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, uh, I think that'll wrap it up for our intro. Okay. I'm going to be bringing some news items today. Great segue, man. Jump on into them. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. Well, this is Woody Banter. That's a really weird order for us to have to go in and beeps. It's never gone that order before, so. Hey, man. Variety. It's a new episode. Spice of life. It's a new life. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. Today, the first ep- uh, the first thing I'm going to bring in. Actually, before I start all my news shit, yeah, I'm going to bring right, one that it. I wasn't going to bring, and I'm just going to throw it in as a hot Do take. It. Right? Do it. Cannonball. Off the air, Max and I talked briefly about right. the fact that a new anime called Dragon Ball Heroes is going to be dropping soon. Right. And it's based off of a, 
I think, primarily Japanese video game card trading arcade game. <gasps> I saw that. I know exactly what you're talking about. And so there is, there's Bandai Namco is going to put out a non-canon, I think Japanese uh, subs only, uh, anime. And um, what I told Max is like, are we venturing into too much of a good thing territory? Like, are we not fatigued yet <laughs> with the amount of fucking Dragon Ball shit that has hit our lenses at this point? Right. We are. I mean, <laughs> you are seeing... <laughs> yeah. Next you're, story. You're, you are seeing the total commercialization, serialization, and like just mass production of Dragon Ball at this point, you know? Mm. And when you think about even like a camp, like a, I mean, I guess it's going to be a show that they're going to put out. Um, it's at this point, Dragon Ball Z will never be what it was when we first watched it. And when we go back and watch it, we see its age in how it was technically produced of like the artistry of that time. So it's dated there too. So it really just leaves nostalgia for us, you right. know, but the nostalgia is fine. I enjoy the nostalgia, but that I understand that that is what it is. But is it anything more? Like, is it drawing in new people that are, like, stoked and really enjoying it? Super did. Yeah, I think so. I think that the there's, like, a, a new community based around Dragon Ball of, like, younger viewers who weren't there. I mean, we weren't even, like, that happened to us. You know what I mean? Like, that the show aired long before we saw it. And then the right. Renaissance came around when we saw it. And then it's kind of doing the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. Well, I just thought that was interesting. I, I wasn't really going to talk about it because I was like, eh, I'm kind of tired of this shit, but I just want to get your hot takes on that. Right. I, am, I got my eyes out for the movie, though, for sure. <laughs> All right. So my next one is a uh, the movie's been great. Is a news item related to Dota 2. And uh, right. it's basically, it also relates to Elon Musk, which is one of our show favorite topics, I guess. Right. Um, a lot of things combining right here. It's really not as much about Elon Musk as it is about his, um, his venture, OpenAI. Um, which is basically competing against teams of Dota 2 players in the upcoming Dota 2 World Championship, the International. And basically, I think in the prior international competition, they had this open AI like bot play one-on-one games against like some of the best players in the world and was beating them. But now, because I guess on teams, you have 5v5 games. Right. And... um, it makes it, it get to be way more incredibly complex, but they're basically like entering it in. And I can't tell, like the article that I read didn't tell me whether or not they're actually trying to compete and win or if it's just like, oh, we're field testing and we want to like go play up against another team. Right. Um, yeah. But basically, you know, they were talking about how it was beating a bunch of people and how it has all these advantages over people and they have to like purposefully withhold, you know, certain advantages that the AI has and shit. And... My whole thing was just conceptually. Do you think that we're reaching an age where at some point we're just going to be watching AI play AI? Like, will that ever be something that will be enjoyable for us? Like, knowing that it's not a human behind the wheel on either side. I don't really know. I mean, I, I can't imagine that they're, like, that that leaves enough variability to the way that a game or competition is played when you do it when you use something like ai and like immediately when i think about this it's like of course an ai is going to be better than a human yeah. in a video game 
You know what I mean? Like yeah, it, it just it, it makes sense. I mean, it's you can program faster reaction times. You can program better execution. You can program all of these different things, and in the blink of an eye, they're that saying that it happen. runs on over a hundred thousand CPUs, and the AI plays itself to the tune what of a hundred and eighty years worth of games every day. Yeah. Yeah. So. See, that's so that's the thing about competition between AIs is I'm thinking about the rate because I feel like if it's unadulterated, just programming talking to each other, they could be running through like thousands of games a minute or whatever, whatever, you know, something that I would totally believe. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think AI versus AI could be interesting because at the end of the day, what it is, is it's who is, com it's like, uh, it's like Formula One. It, it, instead of there being drivers, you just have the engineering teams, mm -hmm. you know? And if you're super into that, that's cool. I don't think I would be unless the like visual end product was something that I found entertaining and was like, I could follow along in a way that sort of simulated the way that sports are now for me. But yeah, that's where my head goes after that question. Yeah. Cause we're just like having an ever dwindling space of things that humans, you know, are more sophisticated at than, than computers and stuff. And I'm just wondering if we're just rocketing towards a thing where, you know, things like this, maybe even e-games or e-sports or something like that is just going to end up being like, well, the best of the best are AI versus AI. You know, and if it's like but you're you rooting watch. for coders and shit yeah. and like, you know, is that is that a is that too uh, like, I don't know, man. It, it brings me back to a to the, a classic show called BattleBots where they pretty much just built a stronger bot. Right. And fought those <laughs> against each other. Yeah. But I guess at the same time, they were still piloted by a human mind. BattleBots so is pretty cool. Ones, right. But Where they mean, just like fucked each other up and like yeah, lit each yeah. other on fire and, and really each other over onto a chainsaw. Flamethrowers. It would just be like an axe moves. attached yeah, to the top yeah. of it. And it's, it's like, this great. thing was only about trying to axe the other bot. Yeah. <laughs> if we can't axe the other bot, then we're going to fail. Right. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know. For me, that's like, I don't see the appeal. And I hope that doesn't go that way because it's like, I, I, I like when it comes to what humans are needed for, that feels like something that like the human mind is still valued in and it's like competition in sports and like outthinking somebody else mm -hmm. as opposed that's to that's where the fun comes. Yeah. That's where the fun comes in and like what could be affecting the person and why that's, you know, cool and interesting. Cause, cause there's so many video games now that you can pin AI versus AI against each other. And granted these AIs are really unsophisticated usually. So the, so it's like a different kind of situation, but you can sit there and watch like, uh, civilization uh, countries like wage war against each other and stuff like that. Yeah. And that may be entertaining to some people, but when I watch civilization let's plays, it's because I want to hear what that guy is thinking when right. he's making the decisions that he's making. Yeah. Um, so it would be really hard to like reconcile those two things. I would want them. I would just want AI leagues to be separate. And that's why when I was listening to the news story, it's like, I would hope they aren't competing with other players even though they may not be winning now, they will eventually. And it'll be cool as they continually beat them. Like, if this one AI is piloting five hero characters against a team of five humans, I think that's pretty fucking cool. But <laughs> well, it's I don't know. cool in the same way that, like, you and your four friends are playing online together against an AI opponent, right? <laughs> so, like, of yeah. course, yeah. But if I was to be, if I was in like a Street Fighter competition and my next opponent was a robot, <laughs> was a ro yeah. uh, just, what you know, fuck is Mortal this? Kombat 3 on the hardest difficulty, it's just like, <laughs> fuck you. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Champion difficulty. You must be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> well, my next uh, news story also relates to a venture uh, from Elon Musk. And it's not must, Musk. Must um, have Elon Musk. This is, relates the to The Boring Company, which. 
he basically made to be able to dig holes into the ground and have streets and shit that tunnel yeah, went through under, underground. Yeah, but for some reason, he did a venture where he decided to start selling flamethrowers. Right. And the natural <laughs> progression. And it is called the Boring Company, not a flamethrower. It's basically just this big fucking loophole where you have this gun that just spits out huge flames out of the end of it. And they, they have some legal reason why it's not it's a, flame a flamethrower. That's why, yeah. <laughs> They're basically saying that it's best used for like grilling shit at home. <laughs> but it's a gun that spits out probably three or four flames feet of like hot flame right. and, um, and he's just that selling looks like it. a gun just i would like, use at my laser tag arena he sold twenty thousand of them right. and they're <laughs> already all sold out there were 500 bucks a piece and surprisingly low for a flamethrower <laughs> i, know, I, yeah, I, I a thought that'd be a small barrier to entry yeah <laughs> i'm gonna go torch some stuff in the backyard like jeez pony up cowboy but it's just like this big fucking like goof thing because one it's like barely legal and two they have all these like lawyer approved uh legal terms that you have to say like i agree to or whatever right. and the, uh they like the first one sounds like a fucking dr seuss thing i will not use this in a house i will not point this at my spouse <laughs> i will not use this in an unusual way the best use is creme brulee <laughs> god damn it it's actually funny yeah. and they have like a couple of other ones that are like that but i just thought it was hilarious because He's basically just like taking whatever the rule is and then just being like, I'm just going to get like right inside of that, like one millimeter yeah. and just sell a bunch of these. Right. <laughs> one to just and like attract attention and two probably to make a good amount of money. Yeah. And, and maybe highlight like highlighting how silly some of the laws are around that stuff. Like what it was. Yeah. What do you think? What's he doing here? Because it's. Yeah. It's who knows? presented as a I joke. Mean, it can't. Do ha it doesn't have anything to do with the boring company's mission. Well, how are they making those holes? Hunter? A big fucking machine. With a giant flamethrower. <laughs> no. no. Would you guys ever buy something gimmicky like this? No, but I do think that it, it feels like it's like a, um, not like a, a parody, but a uh, commentary maybe on like the abilities. Commentary of, is a good word. Of wording and how you can manipulate things through wording and like you can manipulate laws through wording. Yeah. Right. Cause the fact is, is that this guy literally is selling something called not a flamethrower <laughs> yeah. and it is a flamethrower, <laughs> but he did everything right wording wise to make it legal, which yeah. means that you can do that probably with a whole bunch of other stuff. And it's probably currently happening with a whole bunch of other stuff too as well. So yeah, I love it. Bringing it to, bringing it to light here. I mean, I don't, I don't love the idea of everyone walking. Yeah. I don't love the idea of somebody being in this apartment complex trying to use their, their new, <laughs> not a flamethrower. Uh Oh, <laughs> I used it in the house. <laughs> I used it on myself. Where's my spouse? <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> oh man. I just thought that was funny. It gave me some giggles. My last news story is kind of just like a, a twinkling glimmer of fun, like future hope that I'm I glad. that I hope that we Optimism. unlock. Yeah, when we talk about the future, it's very rarely like hopeful and great. <laughs> we talk about CRISPR and stuff like that a lot. Yeah, it's been a true. while since I've had future boners. Right on. I don't think I don't know if this on. is. I, I'll call us. You know, I'm going to dock it right now. Future boner Boom. coming up, hot and toasty. All right. <laughs> This is uh, from Futurism.com, and it says NASA's testing a space submarine to use in Titan's seas. 
And what? Um, <laughs> so there is a moon orbiting Saturn that is brimming with seas and lakes. And um, they Absolutely basically brimming with them. NASA is basically trying to take on this task by considering sending a craft 886 million miles to Titan and having it plunge into its seas. <laughs> wow. And so researchers from Washington State University are helping them. They're trying to simulate Titan's um, hydrocarbon seas in a test chamber here on Earth. And a couple of the challenging aspects of it are that the sea is, or the, the waters are on average about negative 290 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. And oh, shit. it's an interesting thing because um, there's a little bit of nitrogen in that water, which allows the surface of it to be a good bit colder than what's below the surface, which means they're like, oh, that's great. We don't have to worry about It's glaciers. a nitro brew, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but then they have to think about like, you know, how they can keep the the submarine from fucking freezing. And they also have to think about how they can like take pictures and videos and shit underwater there. But I don't know. All that to say is like, yes, it would be super fucking cool if we made it happen and we were like, we're on a new place or whatever. But what if we found a fucking sea monster (laughs) on a Saturn (laughs) moon? I mean, right. it would be awesome, dude. Would it be awesome? Imagine. Of course. Imagine yourself. New like, sea beasts to <laughs> add to the sea beast encyclopedia? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Dude, like being in the ocean, horrifying. Yeah, right? that's, that's, and we know that. Horrifying. Being in space, terrifying, <laughs> right? Being in a space ocean, <laughs> that sounds fucking terrible. Well, when you said it was like negative 200 something degrees, I'm like, Awesome. That is like some real alien world shit where if it was a movie that would like totally fuck with your expectations, they open the door up and it's so cold they're like gonna die. You know, it's like you don't think about that kind of stuff. No, I'm just absolutely. like trying to imagine how crazy it would be if they're like, yeah, like more likely than not, they probably get if they make it into the waters and they're God. like everything's functioning perfectly. Go. If they find it. something, it's probably just gonna be like either some microscopic shit or maybe a little like weird fish. But, like, how crazy would it be if they found, like, a giant weird fish. If, fucking monster? If you found fish, that would be insane. That's technically an alien, right? Oh, totally. Right? So, like, that would be groundbreaking <laughs> and astounding, right? It'd be crazy if, like, a fish on a different planet, like, caused everyone to, be- like, <laughs> yeah. rethink their whole life and shit. Yeah, for real. It yeah. won't. <laughs> it won't. <laughs> yeah, probably Look at your not. hopes up. When I Don't hear stuff like that from NASA, I'm just, like, blown away. Every time I hear, like, when you just told me the mission, I'm like... All right, uh, go get them, guys. Like, good yeah. for you. You know, like, they they're I guess aiming that's for the plan. 2025, man. That's when they're aiming for it. There are some brave people, man. That is insane. To just like, okay, drop us into the fucking moon well, water. Well, this not is going to be, gonna be manned, uh, they're not going to put people in there. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> they're going to remote control cool? pussies. Come on, dude, put some people in yeah, there. Yeah, get some people in there, man. <laughs> NASA, what are what you doing? You got some pussies? Yeah. <laughs> Someone on this earth will volunteer. Yeah, for sure. But I don't know. I just thought that was kind of cool. That that made me not necessarily inspired, but just like it's fun to think of what a space monster would fucking be like underwater. It'd be sexy. Yeah. It'd be really <laughs> sleek. It'd hasn't be been bothered in a while. Okay. That's, a, be, that's yeah, not where I thought up. we were going with no. it. But <laughs> all right. I'm going to cut it there. Okay. Guys, let's take a halftime sure. break. If you want to keep up with the show after the microphones have turned off, be sure to follow us on social media by searching Witty Banter Show on Twitter and Instagram and liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Witty Banter Podcast. 
Want to steer the conversation or be a part of the show? Just go on down to wittybantershow.com and leave us a suggestion for a beer or a question for us to answer on the show. And if you like what we're doing and you want to support the cause, head on over to iTunes and leave a review. And feel free to share it with your friends. Let's get back to it. Hey, listeners. Welcome back to episode 159. We are here after our break. Yeah. Drinking a couple of, uh, of alcoholic beverages. Yeah. One if by Texas. One if by San Diego. I don't know. That, that was supposed to be a Paul Revere thing. I guess it would be I understood. one if by San Diego, two if by Texas. That's True. what I meant to yes. say. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. That being said, Chase, how are you liking your tequila sipping over there? It has gotten easier and easier. And I poured up what I assumed was just like an ounce, maybe two. Uh, and I'm already feeling it. It's incredibly <laughs> strong. Great. Uh, it's sweet. It has some sweetness to it. So it almost, and it has like viscosity to it too. And it almost feels like some sort of like lemon drop where it almost feels like they just dropped a dollop of honey in the middle. And I'm catching a little bit, a little bit of that at like the end of every time I take a sip. Hmm. Um, so it's like really hot and peppery at the front. And then it just drops into that like melty, sweetness um and i can taste what i like what feels like some sort of oaken flavor even though i know this wasn't aged in oak barrels like there is a softness to it that's in there as well that i can't i don't really know how to describe but it's it's really fucking good that sounds awesome that sounds delicious absolutely yeah for sure would you say the same thing about (laughs) our beer um verbatim you know i'd say for a um an ipa I always just go in expecting this is going to be bitter. You know, yeah. it's going to be real hoppy and bitter. Needs to be I if it's an IPA. I don't think this is that bitter. And I don't think it's, maybe it's just, it's probably more hoppy than it is bitter, but it it, it uh doesn't really hold up as much as I, like, to IPAs I would, let me reward this. Yeah, back up. It does not uh, give off the amount of sort of like, barrier to entry that I'm used to with most IPAs. Most IPAs give me a little bit of like a kick or like I have to overcome something like bitterness. You're saying this is like a, like a gateway IPA. Yeah. It's a little easier to put down. Right. It's still 7% alcohol, but it yeah, doesn't necessarily. It carries it pretty well. How's it on the chugometer? Yeah. High. Oh yeah. Cause you I, got it in mugs. Fairly dude. High. It's got chuggable glasses. Right. Yeah. What do you, I mean, what do you think about it? Yeah. I mean, like you said, it's not too <laughs> terribly exasperated. Powerful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's not super strong like you might expect out of an IPA, but that's okay. I think that it has, uh, yeah, like a ni- it's high on the chugometer, nice drinkability to it, a little bit of a uh, like citrusy lemoniness to it too as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's light, and you can tell when you pour it up, the head doesn't really stay together all that much, right? It's gonna be lighter and airier. Yeah, breathier, right? So yeah. I'm, I mean, I guess I'm just not getting as much as I was expecting, knowing that it was an IPA at seven percent. But it's still good. Maybe I don't defying, have a with it. defying your expectations may be a good thing in this case, or maybe hey not. Man. Who knows? I'm up for anything. You're down for anything. Well, that was our take on adult beverages for now, right? Chase, I hear you have another adult thing that we might be considering today. This yeah, adult theme show. Yeah. To put the kids away. <laughs> Only yeah, put the kids, put the kids put to put bed. the babies away. <laughs> All the babies that subscribe <laughs> to our shows. 
Sorry, this like isn't for you. I imagine that there's like four or five. <laughs> this one's not for you. All right, well, look, I have a conversation, Peach. Oh, check it out. Yeah, it's a conversation, Peach. That I want to introduce by saying that Hunter does these productions every once in a while on his Snapchat profile where he fills out a story that's several snaps long right. of him cooking things. And there's two things to be said about them. One, they're fucking hilarious. <laughs> they are legitimately funny, and they get me in hysterics. But two, the food looks delicious. And I know that Hunter's been iterating on his cooking skills, and I've been thinking lately, like, man, I think that's just our descent into adulthood is having to prepare our own meals and all that. And I want to know... If you guys have any go-to adult like recipes, these can be meals that you'd like to make yourself every once in a while, maybe a meal you're confident enough to make somebody else if they're your guest, or maybe a meal that you make yourself like every day that's more of just about sustenance, where it's like, I, this is my go-to shit because it's easy and I, you know, I subsist off of it. Right. That was my question for you guys this week. Right. Um, I'll go first because I feel like when it comes to the culinary arts, and the culinary delicacies, you two tend to, you know, dive deeper than I do. You indulge. So I'll do the shallow, I'll be the surface level to allow you guys to go You used to, to cook, in. though. What do you mean? That's what I'm saying, though. And that's what I'm going to always stick to. I talked about it on the show before. But me and Chase were classically trained to cook phenomenal breakfast. Under Michelin star chef. Yes. <laughs> to cook phenomenal breakfast? Yeah, absolutely. Breakfast, okay. huh? I can... Hunter, you've seen me make omelets. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm... Su- Prize that you can. I'm just saying. I was gonna say that y'all were gonna talk about being supremely chained in uh, sandwich making. Sandwich making. Yeah. Sandwich making. That's a that's a craft. That's not art. a fun. That's not a cooking thing. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a, a that's a building novelty. Thing, that's an know. artistic approach, right? Okay. Right. Right. And there is artists and values to cooking breakfast. Mm-hmm. But whenever I'm cooking for artists a person and values or somebody is <laughs> with me and I'm cooking in front of them a meal, not only can I count on this to be delicious. But when you perfectly flip an omelet well in executed. front of their face while you're talking to them, <laughs> in front of yeah. their if it's face. a lady, especially if panties are dropping, yeah. if it's a dude, you get an applause right there on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Holy By the time shit, the egg God lands on damn. the pan, the panties are either on the floor or the claps are already yeah, in them. Either one. One of those two. The fact is, is that there's a series of events going on all together. <laughs> so, yeah, flipping, flipping a, a delicious omelet. So what's your, what's your like... So it sounds like an omelet is your like your prime time breakfast right. entree. Yeah. Do you do anything with the omelet? Is it ju- like what oh, goes in yeah. the Yeah. I mean like you know you got to get the sides in there. You know, sometimes I'll do like breakfast potatoes, you know, mm-hmm. put a little bit of the bell peppers and a little bit of tomato paste in there too as well. Yeah. Cook that all together, nice and zesty, but nothing too overpowering or crazy. And then I might slice a little bit of perfectly sliced avocado on top of it. It's, you know, yeah, that's how you always have to garnish the omelet. Oh, 100 percent. It's Perfectly the visual sliced, pizzazz lid down. And it's yeah. And you need the and creaminess. The oh, great. and it's delicious, man. Avocado <laughs> yeah. is great. And yeah. it's a superfood. A little 100%. salt and pepper <laughs> right on top. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a little bit of salt and pepper on top by hand before you give it to him. <laughs> Bam. Fucking hit it. Yeah. Chase, do you want to go or do you want me to? Well, I want to. Yeah, I want to wrap with you because there's one thing I know that you're a big. You love basil pesto, Mm -hmm. and I feel like it's so it's super easy to make. And I'm finally at the point now where I think I've got just the 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 parts 
in a proportional amount where it, where it's starting to just come out good yeah. every time now. <laughs> I can to make come it out good. Yeah, <laughs> I can make it. <laughs> I can make it quickly, and it makes like quite a bit. And it just everything that it goes into, it just like gets risen up. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's one of my things. But you on your Snapchat, you were making green chili enchiladas. And that's something my dad makes a lot, and those are delicious. Dude. Yeah, dude. How have you been digging those? Yeah, I mean, I I have to give my credit where credit's due. I never even ate enchiladas until I started dating Mandy, because she makes these really bomb ass beef enchiladas, and then she made them for me, and I'm like, these are fucking awesome. And then we basically just took the process of making that, and I was like, let's make a chicken one. I really like like the green, the green salsa, green chile, whatever you're gonna call them, enchiladas that were with chicken, and then we made those, and it was just really fucking bomb. Um, right. So other than that, I mean, I enjoy like every once in a while just making my steaks. I I we used to do it like once every Sunday, and I'm pulling back on that because I'm like I think that's too often. I'm thinking I'm like maybe once a month now. Right. But when we do that, sure. we do you know. We make the steak, we'll cook it in some some garlic and olive oil, we'll have it nice and salted, peppered and stuff mm-hmm. on either side, and then when we get it nice and, uh, what is it, seared on either yeah. side, we put it in the oven, put some butter on top of it, Ooh. make it medium, it'll be perfect. Boom. Maybe medium rare. Yeah. And uh, I, gar- I put on the side with that some asparagus yeah. and some zucchini and squash, maybe some onions. Hmm. It's really good. So, I, so that's Dude. one meal that I really love doing aside from the enchiladas. And then the last thing I just, I love making tacos, man. I can make some fucking bomb ass tacos. What I really want to do is start learning how to make my own flour and or corn tortillas. Ooh. Holy shit. House Because made. I think that, I think awesome. that would be the panty dropper for Dude. me. It's like, I'm like at the fucking, like behind the table, yeah, like my making God. my own fucking tortillas. All about the tortillas. <laughs> That is the taco essence really lies in like the, yeah like the deliciousness of the tortilla itself. You can put anything <laughs> yeah. in, a in between tortilla. a dank tortilla yeah, and it's dank. whatever, right? Yeah. But if that tortilla Dude. is not boss, that taco is not boss. Yeah, I agree. That would be awesome. Like that makes that makes me think about how in the future I want to be able to make really good pizza dough and like make a good pizza. Yeah. You know, flow this yeah. in the air. Absolutely. So Chase, I mean, yeah, what's t- your go-to's? So I got another one like. Every time I've brought this to any sort of sporting get together, it just gets vacuumed. <laughs> and that is, I can make, I can make, and it's simple. It's you, and you would think it's easy, but I, I think there's an execution to it. And it's just guacamole, dude. Ooh. I can make supremely delicious guacamole where I take a lot of time to uh, dice the ingredients very fine hmm. so that like the crunch is still there, but it almost just like melts in your mouth. And then you just got to, and you like, you know, I put a little bit of olive oil into the, the entire mixture when I'm, uh, I use a, like a, a, like an industrial mixing stirrer Damn. to get it all mixed awesome. up in there. <laughs> and I get the spike, you know, I just get everything in there nice and good, dude. Yeah. I bring it, I put it on these tables and people are just like one bite, two bite, it's gone. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, man. That's there's, awesome. Yeah. There's a simplicity. Like when you are king of a simple dish like that, it's like hard to be touched, right? Because if you you know you could just know something that somebody else doesn't know when you have like an intricate dish that you make. Like this is all things that I put together because of things that I like. Mm-hmm. But if it's like if you can cook a steak real well, or if you can make some boss guacamole real well, mm-hmm. then that's like mm-hmm. this guy has an art 
yeah. to his hands. And I feel like I'm trying to slowly collect basically like hors d'oeuvre and finger food type things so that when it's time to, when I have enough space to entertain people, it's like I can already have mastered the like first course of that, what that entire night would be. Right. You know, I've got that execution down and memorized, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. For sure. My goal is to have like a working rotation of about like 10 different entree or 10 different meals. That if somebody comes in, I could just be like, "Have you ever considered getting a like a uh, just a recipe book?" I mean, not really, but I do. I do. So okay, there. Check it. Well, check them out, man. Like, there's some simple ones that are like no bullshit. They're not there to like sell you an Instagram lifestyle. They're very (laughs) much just like, here's how you cook good food, and you can learn a lot of basics from good cookbooks. You know, which I like am totally down for. Right. This is actually something. It's a little sidebar. Something that I've like always like I've never really ever thought I was actually really gonna do this, but I've watched kind of some of the little snippets and stuff and been like, it's pretty fucking cute. Is there's a the master class? Have y'all seen this thing? Oh, these are great. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've I watch Gordon Ramsay in the Gordon master Ramsay's class and I'm so like, good, dude, dude, I wanna yeah. kinda buy the master class for Gordon Ramsay, dude. He spells it out. I own it. I got that for um a bur- my birthday. It's really good, Hunter. It will totally teach you shit. That's fucking nice. awesome. It teaches you basics. Yeah. That's and there's like a cool. lot of ones on cooking and food prep and Oh yeah, dude. There's they got like ton. Wolfgang fucking Van Puck, whatever the guy whatever his name is. <laughs> A lot the of guy in the suitcase. But Chef Campbell, I love that guy. But yeah, I I, I kind of realized that like my my distant goal mm-hmm. is to once I own like a house and I have a backyard. Yeah. Basically, everything that I want to grow in my backyard will contribute to a bomb ass guacamole and a bomb ass yeah. salsa. Awesome. Yeah, because I want to have like avocado trees, grow my own onions, tomatoes, peppers, peppers, maybe some limes. Mm. That yeah, that that is such a fantastic like vision. I want to do the same kind of stuff, man, because I think it's so rewarding both in flavor and in just like the process of doing it. Fucking did this. (laughs) Yeah, this is my baby. I want to I want to wallow in this question just for a little bit longer before we go um, and move on. But I just want to ask you, Hunter. It seems like you're getting pretty amped about continuing to grow your cooking skills far into the future what is it about cooking that like is so satisfying to you you know like why are you getting so what what does it give to you why are you so into it now i think i like it because i can be very meticulous about what i like how i want to prep stuff that being said it's also very free form like if i fuck something up a little bit or if i try something new like, maybe that'll make it better. Maybe it'll make it worse. And I'm also just finding that, like, the more that I do it, the better I get, almost inherently. Like, I don't, I don't, um, you don't know why, but it's just like, man, like, my steaks are getting better, even though it feels like I'm doing the same shit over and right. over, right? Like, I don't know what it is, but you just get some sort of natural, and that's like when, like, when you watch fucking Gordon Ramsay and stuff, like, they're just so down that they make it look so fucking easy even though it's like there's just little things that are going on that are like hard to tell that he's like really like mastering oh, yeah. some shit. Mm-hmm. But um, but Pure yeah, technique. I just want to. I, I think it's a very worthwhile endeavor because everyone fucking loves good food prep or like food that is well made. And if you can do that, it's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. That's thanks tight. for the thanks for the, the conversation, boys. Absolutely. Absolutely. So are we gonna uh, make our way on over to the mail corner? We've got mail. We can open We've it up. We've got mail. First one comes from Duncher Horset, 
if you could learn one magic spell, but it only did something mundane or boring, what would it be? Hmm. One magic spell that only did something. So I guess mundane that means like let, let's boring. let's put some more boundaries. Mundane and boring. I'm guessing that means like you probably can't like hurt something or someone with this. Right. Right. You probably can't do something crazy like make money because it that's wouldn't really not boring. be noticed. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be something that's just kind of like a little magic trick, and that's it. That's what you got. Yeah. You know, in in uh, in D and D, there is a uh, here we go. There's actually a thing where it's like some sort of can trip, where you basically have a bunch of these little things that you can do. One is like making your voice really fucking loud. One is like causing tremors to happen, like in the earth. One is like causing a window to fucking open. You know, like causing distractions and shit. So that gives me a couple of ideas. Um. I think if I could do anything that was like mundane, but would just really help me out in my life, <laughs> is that if I could like sync my wallet, my keys, and my phone to my magic spell, and that no matter what, <laughs> if I just did nice. the magic spell, I knew exactly where all three of those were Dang. at yeah. all times. That's pretty clutch. I nice. like it. Yeah. Isn't there a thing called GPS? That? Just put it in all. <laughs> well, how do I get to it? I don't have my phone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm. I agree with you, man. That shit is frustrating when you lose it. <laughs> yeah, it's dude. like it's the only thing that I like. Really <laughs> make sure that I yeah, can't fucking I really lose. Need to have those always. Yep. I would want to be able to regulate the temperature around my body only when I was sleeping in my own bed. So I stayed at a perfect fucking cool, even keel. Yeah. You know, you're supposed tired to tired of sweating in my bed. Yeah. Like, you know, you're supposed to be in a room that's like 69 degrees to get like the perfect sleep. Really? That's fucking so cold. Oh, yeah. I was about to say, it feels like criminal. Like, yeah. Like, who could afford that? that? Come on. feels like crazy. Who's low. running air conditioner like that all the time? But at the same time, dude, we're both bed sweaters. All right. I sweat the bed I mean, all the time. Hmm. Yeah, since day one. Yeah. <laughs> so that that leads me to mine, which I think I don't know if this is mundane because it's it's becoming pretty fucking important. Right. I would love to just have like fucking high bandwidth internet access no matter what all the time. <laughs> I mean, that would just be amazing. Like just to never get frustrated because you're like, "Yep, I'm connected. <laughs> I'm connected, <laughs> and it's not working." You know, it's fucking annoying as shit. Could you like, turn it off if you wanted to? Huh? You could control you turn it? it off if you wanted <laughs> to? Control the bandwidth? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just just uh, twist the air a little bit and it goes down. Yeah. But, okay. yeah, thanks for the question. That's a good question. Yeah, next question comes from Dooney Ray. You are tasked by the cosmos to create another month to add to the Gregorian calendar. What is the new month's name and where do you place it? Your friend Israel. Right. Getting 29 to 31 extra days. That's a lot of extra days, man. That's awesome. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll just make like, I don't know, like dong timber or something. And it's like. <laughs> dong timber. And it's right Shlong-tober. after. Yeah, Shlong Tober and dong Everybody timber. would know like what a douche bro you were though. <laughs> they would understand. They'd be like, well, like whoever got the opportunity to name this thing was such a jackass. And you and I would just like, oh man, all the babies that were born then, it would have to be like, you know, I was born on the tenth of Schlongtember or Dongtember. That's hilarious. 
That's pretty good. That's super funny. And I would put it right after October because we need another October. October is not long enough. <laughs> October and October. Yeah. October and Schlongtober and October. Yeah. Uh, this is a really weird question because I feel like I'm going to easily Lagrange this or something. <laughs> like, does anything come to mind to you? I, w- I feel like right after February, I would let, I would want like a frimple. Like February and Frimple. Frimple? And yeah. That's a good change up because, yeah, it's pretty fucked up if you like Dongtember and October are really similar. So <laughs> the fact that you know for sure like January, February, Flimble, March. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing me off with the Flimble in there. <laughs> it's a silly question, dude. Uh, I think it's a silly answer. Just tell you. I mean, obviously, we're going to find out your favorite month. So, like, what's your favorite month, first off? My favorite month? Yeah. Ah, you don't have a favorite month? It's so easy, man. December. You like spring? Well, yours is December because of your birthday. And because it's also time to see the family on the (laughs) holidays. (laughs) So they can see me and give me gifts for my birthday. (laughs) New Year's Eve. Come on. I mean, you know, I think as far as like time of year goes, uh, on like weather, I guess, I think like maybe early may or like late september how's the weather over there lately it's fucking hot yeah and muggy gross shit and terrible and yeah, it might as well just be one giant month really all late, the way until rainy. late winter hopefully <laughs> November? yeah the only yeah. thing that October? pops up in mind for me for a month is i've been playing this video game called neverwinter and i had to go fight a dragon whose name was charthraxis and i That's think i'm going to name my <laughs> My month, Charthraxis. That's super hard. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. fucked up, but I like it. And it's it. going to be right metal. after July. July? And it's going to be 29 days. August? That sucks. July, Charthraxis, August. Because it's going to be hot as a motherfucker during that month. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. It's definitely never Dragon's winter. belly. Thank you, Dune. Oh, man. Thanks, Dune. Dune the goon. All right. Yeah. He really I'm is. Gonna, I'm going to stop it there. Okay. Stop it at that. Well, we're uh, we're running kind of short, but you know what? That's a good thing. Yeah, we can uh, we can keep it nice and just curt. For sure, the babies won't feel so bad when they find out how short <laughs> yeah. the second half was. You're like you didn't miss anything, babies. Don't worry, it was like 20 <laughs> minutes. You can come back next time, babies. Don't worry about it. We'll have a full baby themed episode. So I want to get all of our gesticulation or however you want to review. Give your analysis of these alcoholic beverages right. that we are uh, right. indulging in. Um, Max, your first. Dude, it's like, I don't know if I feel like I have like lost my ambition for like deciphering a beer. Or if, <laughs> Yeah, you're the best reviewer. I mean, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's that one episode that somebody <laughs> somewhere said. I did a good job. It's probably you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's all remember it, though. It <laughs> um, <laughs> doesn't get discounted. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. We had those two beers back to back almost that were just fucking boss. They were right? super, yeah. Super yeah, really man. good. You guys were hitting a stride. Those beers were so good. Yeah. And then like every beer after that, I just feel like it's falls flat. Yeah. Or feels thin. Maybe or I just time feel, to revisit some classics. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe I gotta go back and hit some greatest hits or something. Yeah, but I mean, we should fair. go back to the themed months because that was pretty fun. 
That's true. You it know what? It gives you a reason to try to find Shit. something specific. That starts next week. All right? Next week? That's Shit. the first. Right? I believe it's when we're recording that. So. Shit. Perfect. We'll Shit. start themed months up. We'll get a month Go right going. into Turthraxis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right at the start of Turthraxis. <laughs> and we'll do that all the way to Dongtober. <laughs> all the way through Fimble. And, uh, but yeah, dude, this, this beer, you know, it's, it's drinkable, mm-hmm. but it's also like you can feel it in your stomach, though, at the same time. So... I don't really know if I'd be chugging them all day long. Yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and say like a, yeah, it's, it's a beer. Yeah. I'm sure. going to say it's, it's, it's like good, but not notable. Like it's not, not something that I'm like, I would go and tell somebody like, oh, you should have that. Yeah. You know, I mean, definitely pick the Baja. There's nothing brewing. particular that I dislike about Perfect it. Order. There's just nothing in particular that I really like about it. Right. And there's a lot of beer. There's yeah. a lot of fucking beer. <laughs> Lots of choices. Guys. Yeah, there's a bunch of choices out this there. This is America. Yeah, okay. <laughs> land um, of the choices. I guess if I was going to put a a gesture or gesticulation to it, it'd be like a little bit of a furrowed brow. Like I'm not entirely sure what this person's talking about. Of course. But like, I still want to give him the benefit of the doubt because I trust that he's got something good to say. You don't want to be rude. Yeah. You're not ready to. I don't want to discount his opinion. Yeah. You don't know. You're like, <laughs> oh, that doesn't sound right, but I don't know enough about what you're saying to tell you otherwise. And I need to respect this person. Yeah, for sure. So that's like where I'm at. Like just a little bit of like a confused but respectable look. That's good. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel about the beer. Okay. about you, Chase? about you, Chase? Guys, I keep drinking all of these boozes and liquors right. and liking them. And I don't know what it says about me You're that everything alcoholic. I keep feeding myself. Well, I don't, honestly, it probably just means that we have fucking great stuff. Right. But that's, that's good, though, that's instead of realizing like that tequila, scotch, bourbon, gin sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. At so least it's stuff that you're enjoying. Let, let me ask you this then. All right. You went through the scotch phase and you were heavy on the scotches. And then after that, because yeah, we have a lot of them. you were jumping around. You were jumping everywhere. Okay. You're running out of like distinct varieties of liquor to drink, which means you're going to have to focus up pretty soon. Are any of these like, is there anything as far as like the liquor themselves that is bringing you more towards that? Like, are you like, man, I got to go explore some more gins, got to go explore some more tequilas or are you just going to love, keep it, you know, loose? Lucy gives yeah. You. Having more gin is, I think where my mind is out. My mind is at now because right now with tequila, like this, this one, was delicious. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it got me fucking drunk quickly <laughs> Cool, and it was so easy to drink on its own, but I just feel like I would rather drink tequila in a something mixed with something yeah. and doing all of these reviews has allowed me to taste specifically the liquor that is in all of these cocktails and mixed drinks and stuff like that and sort of enjoy that one particular like flavor. Um, but gin was just, I feel like it can be such a interesting backbone. Like it's just such a bold spirit, you know. Is gin something that people drink straight regularly? Or I mean, I know it's used in cocktails, right? But I don't know. Yeah, I would say that tequila's drinking, drunken, drinking more <laughs> straight than more straight than, than the uh, others than the other ones are. I well, like, Scotch. Nobody's ever ordered from me like I'll take a gin on the rocks. I'm like. <laughs> Weirdo. What? Excuse me? In <laughs> fact, people ordered vodka on the rocks from me, but nobody's ordered gin on the rocks from me. So, But for some reason, gin does have like the... It's held to a higher esteem. Yeah, it, there's some sort of weird, bougie coolness gin about and tonic. gin. If you get your martinis, if you're like, I'll have a martini, and the guy walks away and he goes, uh, with gin? 
You're like, yeah. whoa, this guy is a dickhead, but also <laughs> has dickhead. taste, apparently. What if he says it nicely? What if he says, can I get that with Jen, please? Then, then like, do you wow, think he's a dickhead? Got, no, no, no. Then You're he's like, a fucking this guy is a, a boss. This guy's got class. This guy is James Bond because he also drank gin in his martinis. Did he? I think so. <laughs> Shaking back off stirred. of that immediately. <laughs> Shaking that. No, no, no. He drank Vespers, which have both. What, oh, yeah, what a okay. jerk. Best nice. of both worlds. Cool. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed the tequila because uh, you're starting to really round out all the uh, the liquor tasting. But it really is. It's been fun, dude. Yeah. I, I'm glad you've been able to bring that to the show. That, ha- that has varied it up. And now I can say that we don't just review beer, but we just review alcoholic beverages on the show. For Chase sure. is bringing in that whole other fucking genre the or, thou- or hundreds of genres. Look, the, the, um, the, the goal that you guys had, if you go back and listen to the first episode, was to really explore. We knew we were moving on up at some point. Wines, right? <laughs> and, you know, sure enough, man, four or five years later, you know? Yeah. Boom, absolutely. you're finally getting there. It's great. Well, guys, I think that's uh, bringing us to a close. We're uh, we're done with the show. Yeah, totally. I'm not gonna do the plugs because I don't know the fucking plugs. So yes, one of y'all I do want the plugs. you to. That's okay. Do you want me to try? You, you don't try? have to. You don't. You don't have to do the plugs. First of all, great job. Yeah, thank you for sure. Kudos. Cool. But go ahead and take us out, dude. Yeah. You don't need to do the plugs. Just do your outro. Yeah, okay, guys. Sure. Well, we hope you enjoyed the show. If you want to listen to us, you can go to wittybannershow.com and listen to us. Uh, there, you can also suggest a beer there, which we're or I mean, I guess you could you can suggest, suggest a anything. fucking liquor, just a movie. You could sh- suggest for us to go <laughs> yeah, stick our head up our ass, yeah, and we would love that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. So we thank you. Um, we'll say it on the show. <laughs> you can also uh, find us on the Apple Podcast app, where you can download and subscribe all of our episodes for free. Um, you can find us on Twitter. Max has a Twitter handle. It's at Maxidangus. That's the old one. Oh, that's no. Close. That's okay. What is it, Max? At Flashback. Probably Max. At Probably Max. Of course. Chase is at Bodacious Chase. Right on. And I have a Twitter handle that I don't ever use, so you might as well just go find me at YouTube, Crypto Diesel, where I haven't done a <laughs> video yeah. in fucking three months, <laughs> but one's coming, I promise. Yeah. Um, I see the schematics out right now. It's looking to be a good one. If you find that we aren't on one of the podcast apps that you would like or prefer to listen to us on, let us know. I think we can be found on uh, Stitcher. I tried finding us on Google Play recently, and I couldn't find us. Um, But we are trying to make sure that we can check all the boxes. Bottom of the list. Did you check the very bottom? (laughs) No? Well, that's probably where... Oh, also, I've got to just say, um, if you if you like what we do, you can leave us a review on the iTunes uh, store. We have ten reviews right now, and you know what? We are at five nice. stars. Wow, we got a perfect. We got three podcast. people commenting that they love the show. Oh, jeez! And we got ten reviews that are oh. five stars. We're a five star podcast. Damn. Within the single digit reviews or double digit reviews. There we go. That's <laughs> it's not bad. Awesome. Yeah. So I'll take it. It only took five years. That's yeah. great. Hey, that's two. Hey, that's two reviews a year. Yes, it is. <laughs> we'll have twelve. That's pretty good. Pace. Come Dongtober. <laughs> One star a year. Dongtober. We're at twelve, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, that's gonna that's gonna close us out. We thank you for listening, and um, I think we're just gonna leave it there. So. Bit-a-bop-a-bit-a-bop-a. Bit-a-bop-a-bit-a-bop-a. Bit-a-bop-a-bit-a-bop-a.